Welcome to the Dr. Bugdeal Podcast. Uh, I'm super excited to have Carlos Omar here, who is, uh, again, this is like the power of social media. Carlos reached out to me yes. last week, and uh, you know, he told me about some crazy shit that he's doing, which we're going to get into in a minute. And um, you know, it's, it's funny, the more that time goes on, the more folks reach out to me, mm -hmm. and you know, I've had, had to filter it a bit, but your story is so crazy that I had to get you in here. And now it's just a few days later and like, you know, I'm so excited to hear about it. So just, I'll, you know, you'll fill in the gaps, but just mm -hmm. to kind of give a little bit of background. So Carlos is a fitness professional. He's, um, you know, he's got a, he's got a, a and uh, an interesting backstory, which he's going to get into with us. But yeah. the reason what really compelled me to have you in the chair across mm -hmm. from me is that Carlos is trying to break the Guinness Book World Record for the most Ironman 70.3s, uh, which is for folks that aren't aware, the other name mm -hmm. for that is a half Ironman. So Correct. basically in these races that Carlos does, and you've done what, like 16 of them so far this year or something? 16, yeah. So he's done 16 of these and this is crazy. So in five months, in, which is crazier. Um, so you basically, you, you swim a mile, you swim 1.2 miles, you ride your bike 56 miles, Correct. and then you run 13.1 miles. So you Correct. add all those up and that's what the 70.3 is. It's a 70.3 yeah. mile race with those three components. Which um, is great. Which is, which is nuts. So first, mm -hmm. before we get into it, what is the Guinness Book World Record for half Ironmans? So right now it's 24. Okay. Uh, so I'm planning to completing uh, 25, but I'm going in such a fast pace. Uh, I've been only doing this for like five months and I have 16 races already. I have a long way to go. So all the races are scheduled already. And more interesting is that the last race that I'm planning is going to be in Puerto Rico. So the homeland I'm thinking, yeah. So there, my money's going a little far. Uh, and I really want to try to become a pro, uh, try out there, trying to get my car and I'm going all in on that one. Uh, it's been a journey so far. Um, I woke up one day and I told my wife, you know what? I'm just going to run like, uh, after a while, you know, of not doing anything, uh, nothing like enduring sport. Uh, I've been focusing just in my clients and just, uh, train myself with, weightlifting and stuff like that and and other stuff um i decided to say, you know what i haven't run in a while let me just go to the uh southampton marathon uh 13.1 uh Half and just run and when was that 2019 okay 2018 sorry 2018 but again i've been a runner all my life i run in college uh i swim in college I did so many sports, uh, boxing for a long time. I did two fights, uh, not in the pro, but uh, when I was probably like 18 years old. And it was great. So I've always been having that drive to sports. So I called one day and said, you know what? I'm just going to do uh, half marathon. And I did it. I feel great. The next day I... Did you try to do a lot of training for it? Or was it just kind of like, you just, all right, I'm just going to go. Yeah, I just gonna say, you know, I'm just going to do it. So you and, didn't train, uh, you just went and got I didn't train. Okay. I didn't train. But again, I have a running background, I get it, which I is get kind it. of yeah. good. Uh, and I did it. And the next day, I purchased a triathlon bike. I signed in for the 70.3 uh, Ironman in Puerto Rico. I trained for, I would say, for like two months. I did it. I did a great time. But I wasn't that happy. I was like, you know what? I have so much in the freaking tank. So you weren't happy with your performance? I, I, it was a great time. It was a great time comparing with everybody. It was more than average time. But I wasn't that happy. And I'm a person that I'm very competitive when it's come to do uh, special endurance sports because I know that I can trick my brain in so many ways. Uh, and I decided, you know what? I'm just going to keep training. And then pandemic happened when I was planning on doing 
70.3 Puerto Rico 2019. And I still have that on my, you know, on my body. I said, you know what? I really want to do that race. I really would do that race. And a couple months ago, I woke up again. I woke up one day and said, you know what? Let me see what is the record of like 70.3 Ironman. And I checked 24 and I said, this is such a piece of cake. I'm just going to do it. And so this is during the pandemic, like you were kind of, this is, this is during the pandemic. Uh, and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I contact Ironman. Um, I contact, you know, world record. I told my plan and I just start signing up for races. And in five months I've been done 16 races. That's and crazy. I had to tell you every race, I feel so much better. Like I feel that I finished a race and I just can't keep going like on and if you hear my journey during all this you probably say like how are you doing this you know because i catch a flight probably on friday night uh, anywhere it can be from utah from uh out of the country and i get there uh probably friday very very late saturday sometimes it's saturday uh saturday i check my bike uh i register and sunday i'm racing and as soon as i'm racing go to my hotel, pack my bike, catch my fly, fly home, and the next day I'm working. That's crazy. So, so it's just they're always just on like Sundays? That. The races are generally on Sundays? Uh, most of the races are on Sundays. Uh, a lot of the races are on Saturday. So if the races are uh, Saturday, I fly uh, the day before Friday, and I register. Everything is just like fast. And I want to do it like that because I want to create a momentum. You know, I want to create, okay, I don't want to think about it. It's like a this is just Friday. It's just my day that it's weekend race. You know, if I race Saturday, Friday, I'm just wake up and say, you know what? This is what I'm doing. Everything packed on, th on Thursday night on Thursday night, and ready to go. So I have already have a routine. And it's easier for me because I'm trying to catch a fly. This is crazy. So I'm trying to catch a fly that is actually makes me push myself during the race. Because if I know that I don't finish on that time in the race, I can't catch my fly. Oh, that's funny. So I try to trick my brain in that way. And, and I think that that just keep me going. You know, uh, I had this conversation with some people and my wife says something like, there's something going on in your brain, you know, but it's not going on. You know, like in your case, you love what you do. In my case, I love the feeling of pushing myself and see if I can really beat that mentality of me. Which... That's how I woke up every day. It's like a very David Goggins mindset. I'm sure you follow David Goggins. Yeah. yeah. I yes. I'm I, again. Uh, I follow myself. You know. Yeah. Because they have their own, uh, their own uh, goal and their own mindset. You have your own mindset, and I have my own mindset. And and, but at the at the end of the day, you know, we are all connected in that way. We're connected. I said, you know what? Pushing ourselves more than the extreme. Is good for us because we're humans, you know. We're coming from like people that they used to hunt and people that used to do a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, and that's how we live, you know. We're always trying to like make everything happen, and mostly we're trying to make everything happen in our brain. So we can have everything happen in our brain, you can project it, you know. Yeah, man. So there's, I mean, I just want to like dissect what you said a little bit because there's a lot to unpackage there. Um, yeah. Just going back to like what, what you were saying initially. So you were saying basically the last race you weren't going to do is the race in Puerto Rico, which you weren't able to do because of the pandemic. So that, yeah. So when you planned the schedule, I imagine you like 
took that race from Puerto Rico. That's the last race. And then kind of went a year mm-hmm. backwards to yeah. plan the 25 races mm-hmm. that you're going to do. And then you said, you know, if what I guess based on whatever time you get or at, at that mm-hmm. race, that'll qualify you for getting like a triathlon card. So uh, I had to finish first, second or third on my uh, on the whole race or I had to finish first on my age group. Okay. So and uh, the times that I'm doing right now, they're always better, and I've been feeling so much better uh, in every race. So goes to peak at that race. So I think I'm gonna be on my peak. Plus, before that, I schedule all the races that way first because there's not that many races during the winter, which is gonna give me a really good gap for train, uh, like very good. Before the Puerto Rico race, I'm gonna have six weeks off, which. That's when I'm going to build a really nice block of speed. And, you know, I have a lot of notes of every race, what I'm doing wrong, what I should be doing. Uh, and I think that that's very important, you know, like have a journey of of what works and what doesn't work. You know, one example, uh, some people use uh, products like a goo and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I use maple syrup during my run, mm-hmm. uh, my, my race, because the body absorbs better it's natural and it's not like the corn syrup which is very mm-hmm. fructose you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah in that case so i'm gonna have a nice break between panama which is the race number 24 i believe and 25 is gonna be puerto rico so i'm gonna have a nice gap oh, amazing man um so i mean there's, again there's like so much that uh, for, i'm gonna get into your mindset because again mm-hmm. that's obviously the biggest part that's the thing that i'm most fascinated by you mm-hmm. know, just like the mindset that motivates you to do these sorts of things and you know learning a bit about your process but just going back a little bit so you know you mentioned that you know you you swam and you and you ran track in mm-hmm. college so just i just i know a little bit about you just from what i could like gather mm-hmm. online i know you, know, you grew up in puerto rico you were kind of like a restless kid and you found like your outlet for your energy mm-hmm. in sports and you were always Correct. very athletic from a very young age and swimming and running became like the two sports that you were Yep. super into obviously you were very good at them you got a scholarship to go to college to compete in those sports mm-hmm. you for both of them right for both yeah at the same time right so you were kind of like already a biathlete so yeah. i mean like you were two of the three sports yeah um so just walk me through like after you finished college you're whatever 22 years old i mm-hmm. guess did you do any triathlons? Did you do anything at that point? Because you never really rode. I guess bike riding. I don't know if did you bike ride before or was that something you just uh, added into the mix? No. So I did I did a triathlon uh, when I was in college, but I was more like for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you're in college and you're like, you're not as focused as you're supposed to. Uh, you get with your own people. Before you, a triathlon is even less, is not even, I should say even. A triathlon is less miles than mm-hmm. what you're doing now correct okay yeah so in the triathlon it's a it's a sport but it's a sport that have a lot of disciplines so you had the super sprint you had the sprint you have the olympic you had the 70.3 and you had the one the 140 which is the full ironman wait that's gonna be next next year uh i did something that i was less than than the 70.3 okay. it was more like speed like a, it was a kind of like olympic yeah one. like an olympic one okay. uh with a very <laughs> rusty bike <laughs> with a very rusty bike because i can't even i mean yeah, yeah i was in college i yeah. wasn't able to you know right. uh but yeah i mean and and but bike it it's it was my worst you know it was something that 
but to give you like a taste of what you wanted to do like that's yes but again i was so focusing in in you know in swimming and in track uh that you know i wasn't able to like combine everything at the point that i lose my college my my scholarship by the way on the third year oh really because my coach said that wasn't good enough on swimming so i mean you're competing with a lot of athletes that are just focusing one sport Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to compete with somebody that just work like training in one sport versus somebody that's doing two sports of course uh and funny note about that you know i swim with one of the guys and in one of the race one of the religious swimmers and i beat the out of him like in the current races that you're doing that's amazing like over over six minutes in the water wow and i was a sprinter by the way i wasn't a long distance uh Mm -hmm. athlete but again that's something that you build slowly you know you can be very fast when you're young but you build that endurance through the Mm -hmm. years uh so yeah i i finished college and i moved to tennessee and i went just to straight there to work as a trainer getting that experience well i mean a girl (laughs) yeah i mean we 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 were talking or something and i decided to go you know to uh school there um and i worked there for two years in a gym uh corp uh a corp gym and i learned so much i also uh i've been in volleyball as well uh for a long time so i coach uh back when i was younger in puerto rico so i have that background that used me to work with uh, some of the girls from the university of tennessee uh i mean everything had to be with different sports sometimes mm. right but it's something that i've been passionate for and then uh i i work with a couple athletes there uh i coach as well I took one team from first year that I got the team. Uh, we qualified for nationals. Uh, they're all 10 years old, the girls. Uh, and I coached them and they play under 12. And we qualified for national. I mean, we get or as whipped there a little bit because com- again, different right. ages is hard. Uh, but again, it's, it's, this is going back again that it's just what you put in the app, you know, you can put them in that mentality of like, you're going to win, but winning this way, you know, with, with prey, you know, with, with, uh, win because you really want to win, you know, um, and no pressure. And I think that that helps a lot, you know, my mentality helped them to building all that right now out of that 11 girls, I have seven girls playing in division one. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So you're still in touch. With, you're still in touch with them. I touch with them, you know, like uh, not in the regular basis, but once in a while, yeah, coming yeah. in their posts or something. Oh my god, you're killing it! Like best, best uh, set or you know, uh, but you can see that you know, you can see somebody that is gonna be good when they, when they're focused on what they're doing, and they're not gonna focus if if the person that is teaching them is not focused enough, right? Of make them good. Yeah, of course. Uh, then I took another team and I moved to South Carolina in South Carolina. I work as a trainer as well, but I started my business more as a private. So I have both experience of working for a private and working for, for a corp. And then I moved to Puerto Rico, uh, and I build my business there. Uh, I live in, in San Juan Condado and which is a nice area. Mm-hmm. I train a lot of, uh, that's like the really fancy area in San. It's Lama, the nice right? area. Yeah. yeah, it's like where it's all the like nice the area. fancy yeah. stores are and things yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Uh, 
very nice. I train, uh, you know, executive, very high end from people mm -hmm. from the government, uh, which is build all that. But again, uh, when you have a good image, I think that actually helps. Uh, in 2008, I won Mr. Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was a pushing for me. I did campaign for Calvin Klein. I did a lot of stuff for different uh, designers. Uh, but it's not a field that I actually like too much. But that helps, obviously. And I had the opportunity to work with so many people, uh, work with athletes. I developed a program for after-school kids uh, that never done anything, that they just want to be the yeah. freaking video game. Yeah, every kid uh, So I connect with some of the school there, and I build um, a program trying to make the kids after-school program that actually help them instead of doing TV, mm -hmm. just know about their body, you know, and it works, you know, it works great. Uh, so I met my wife and then I moved here to New York. You met your wife in Puerto Rico? Yeah, we met in Puerto Rico. Uh, it was a fun story, you know, she was there vacation and we met and the rest is story. Yeah, going right. back again from Puerto, Puerto Rico, Long she was distance. coming there, going there, I said, so. Finally, I said, you know what? Just move here to Puerto Rico. Come on. She moved to Puerto Rico, uh, and we start building our business together. Does she? What did she does? She's interior designer. Okay. She's actually a very good interior designer. She's been exposed for uh, uh, architect for that. Yeah. So mm. yeah, oh. we have a really good match. Yeah. So, so how did you end up back in Long Island? Uh so we moved from Puerto Rico to New York. I mean, to uh, Long Island, and then. Is she yeah. from Long Island originally? No, she's from Greece. But she's been, again, she's like me. She's been traveling uh -huh. everywhere. Uh, her parents, we used to move a lot. So I, I think that, you know, we make a really good relationship because we know a lot of cultures. And we are put a pretty open mind in different, you know, in how how it's actually life is right now. Uh, yeah, and we move here and we start everything. Do either of you guys have any family in Long Island? Or just... uh, I don't have family. My whole family is in Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, and she only had one sister here. Okay. I was going to say, it's kind of a random place to move. Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> you know what? A it's, weird it's, place, man. I like it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's nice. Uh, I've been building my business here as well. So uh, when did you move here? When? Yeah. Uh, five years ago. Okay. Five years ago. And how old are you now? I'm 36. Gotcha. You're, you're a young buck, man. Like, I, got, I, got, I, I feel got, great. I got 10 years on you. <laughs> I um, feel great. So, you, so you've been here for in Long Island for five years. I, yep. And like, I know we kind of know a lot of the same people just kind of like scrolling through your Instagram. Like mm -hmm. I was telling you, yeah. like a lot of the people in like the fitness who are into fitness kind of, you know, like sort of gravitate towards mm -hmm. each other. So I know a lot of the folks that follow you are people that I'm friends with, although we've never met before until just now. Um, it's interesting with the way that, especially here, it's like a small world, yeah. you know? Um, especially like a small world when you know, folks that are like super into fitness mm -hmm. and nutrition, that sort of stuff. So you build your business here as a trainer, like, you trainer, know, and yeah. you know, what, that's kind of what you've been doing your mm -hmm. whole professional yeah. life, more or less. So talk to me about what happened during the pandemic, because you couldn't race, you couldn't do anything during the pandemic. No. So uh, I didn't that on, 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 on a training as well. When I moved here as well to uh, Long Island, I started working with a volleyball club. So, um, I designed a program again that it just specialized in volleyball players. So I go there, I do condition training, and I have the whole club. Uh, in 2019, I have 275 athletes 
And in two and in two thousand before the pandemic, I used to get closer to the three fifty. Wow! Because I doing the biggest volleyball club, which is Long Island Volleyball Club. Uh, and I was doing. I mean, well, before that, I coached for them, and I put the team to qualify for nationals too. Crazy. Uh, in two different ages, and I said, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna do what I was doing in Puerto Rico. Just gonna build the the program, and pandemic happened and I'm like oh my gosh now I can train you know my uh my athletes or something so and that was a you know a big down yeah but again once everything is setting up everything is gonna go up again and we're gonna make it happen uh during that pandemic I basically uh start training and trying to like get active especially during the pandemic training personal get, training once, yeah me yeah, yeah uh people start getting you know like like lazy and stuff like that. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be that person. Sorry. I'm just going to try to, I'm not going to get all this situation affect my brain and affect my family. I'm just going to go out there and do something. And even in the winter, you know, I, it was like 15 degrees outside and I was like running almost without shirt because I was trying to see, you know, just get that like stress that's been having during the exercise. Sometimes my wife wants to tell me, yo, go, 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 put it wrong, go. Come on, go, 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 please go. You need yeah. it. And I knew that I needed it. And I was going for a run and coming back and saying, like, give me a kiss. And I said, this is you. You know, perfect. You need it. Yeah. And I think that that's when everything started uh, tricking my brain. I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing, like, doing what I'm doing. So I guess, let's see, March of 2020, mm -hmm. you know, everything shuts down, basically, right? Everything. Um, so your business basically came was flat mm -hmm. went from like 100 to zero you know all the trainers i know that's just like you know yeah there's no you I can't was doing stuff online right that actually makes but it's not the same but it's not the same yeah and it's also hard to, for that to translate especially you know? me when i'm when somebody want me to go to their home you know yeah. it's kind of like shocking i still have a couple clients that say you know what just just come right but you build that trust in people yeah, yeah of course of course yeah i mean i, I know you were mad you know like whatever you had to do to get it done because yeah. i'm sure your, your clients i know for me like fitness is such a huge part of like what my routine, but mm -hmm. like you know, I, I kind of lose my mind a little bit if I if I can't train as you know my, with my regular schedule. Fortunately for me, I was able to work out because I have facilities at my house. But for a lot of folks, they literally were having a really hard time because they weren't working. Yeah, or if they were working, they were working remotely. Mm -hmm. All you're feeding your brain with is literally negativity. You know, just watching the news, watching you know, it was just nonstop. You yeah. Know? there's a, a crazy degree of uncertainty you know all of us were kind of like well what's going to happen now like what's the world coming yeah. to we went from two weeks literally lasted for months on end and you're right you have to kind of and you i guess this is kind of what your wife was hmm. driving to is you have to do something to stay positive to like you know mm -hmm. like really flip your mindset yeah. into like a mindset mm -hmm. of abundance not a mindset of scarcity because you know all of you know it was just natural tendency mm -hmm. at that time to be like holy shit the world's falling apart My, you know like what's mm -hmm. gonna happen in the future panicking almost but you have to flip that and say you know what i'm gonna be take full control of the things that i can take control mm -hmm. over it's like for me for instance my wife was home she's never home i'm never home i was i'm always out and about you know i, I like you know really kind of the silver lining for me was spending so much time with my family mm -hmm. you know we got another dog I was working out like crazy, like lifting heavy, and my wife was home, so I was eating. So I was like really, I made like massive gains mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Those are the things that I could control, right? Those are the things that I could do. It's hard. Sounds like for you, it's the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like you're like you, you were running, but that probably planted the seed 
for you doing these triathlons coming out yeah. of a pandemic. And, right. and almost like so much so that you're going to do it to such an extreme mm-hmm. that like this idea probably was like, oh, you know what? Like I'm going to break the Guinness Book World of yeah, of Record, course. right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 that moment when you, you know, when you say like, you know what, it, for me, especially, you know, that I always trying to, when I feel like anxiety or something like that, I trying to like, just do something that just keep my brain. For example, when I was a kid, I like to go for a run. And I think that this is one of the first time that I'm going to talk about this, you know, uh, I used to go and run before my dad came here like on Fridays, you know, but I know that he was coming with a couple of drinks, you know, and I was acting crazy, you know, because, you know, I'm just going to go for a run and just go for a while and come back and he's probably going to be, you know, like sleeping, you know, and this is the first time that I talk about this, I guess, but, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's, it just, it just, it keep me moving, you know, so it's like an escape for you almost uh, from stress. it's always been escape, right. you know, it's always been escape, you know, uh, in so many ways, I used to get in so much trouble when I was a kid, you know, and the only moment that I never have issue was when I was doing sports. Never. I was a boy scout. I'm an Eagle Scout. You were an Eagle Scout, right. I'm an yeah. Eagle Scout. Yeah. Uh, and even there, I was like, every single time I was in trouble. In school, every single time I was in trouble. Why? I don't know. I grew up with three brothers, you know. I grew up, uh, you know, where... The, the alarm probably was the, the gunshots. I just put it that way. You're like the hood. Yeah. yeah. It was very easy to to get into a prostitute in the corner, you know. Uh, and for me, it, it, it's my parents did a great job, let me tell you. My dad and my mom, they always, you know, even that Friday was his day. I mean, come on. Yeah, of course, you know. Uh, they did an amazing job, you know. We went to public school. Uh, all my brothers are professional. I have two nurse uh, brothers. One is in uh, oncologist. Uh, another brother, uh, is, uh, he have a PhD in business. Uh, and me, I just been always in the sports. And I think that that was my my escape of right. just don't get stressed. And I think that it goes to what happened with the pandemic. I cannot be, you know, having that negative mentality because I've always been a positive guy. You know, even in the darkest moment, I try to find the way and make shit happen, you know? Uh, so yeah, pandem- pandemic was a big learning, you know, it just keep me, make me understand that I can do a lot of, a lot of stuff. And so so talk about beginning. like that, like when that idea popped into your head, like, you know, okay, I'm going to like break the Guinness Book of World Record. Yeah. Like what was that moment, that aha moment where, you know, this idea, you birthed this idea? So I was always been trying to, uh, do something for for somebody, you know, uh, or like raise money for X, Y, and Z. And I've always been thinking about that. So, you know what? I've been receiving so much in life. But that day was something like, I'm just going to break this this record. This just sounds like fun, you know. I'm going to be traveling. It's going to be a, a getaway from When was week. that, though? Like, what is there like a date or like a specific? So, my first, ra- my first race star on April last year uh 2020 2020 but it's a long it it's the race is just like a full year calendar it's not it had to be in 21 you know you have 12 months okay right probably a month before that 
Okay. A month before that, I said, you know, I'm just going to do it. And you're doing it for a cause. I'm doing it for a cause, yes. Right. So um, I want to raise money for for child obesity. That's the main thing. Uh, but I want to add that that into into making the kids active. I'm trying to uh, do something to different schools where they can put that money into developing a program, which is goes together what I've been doing, developing a program for like undeveloped, uh, underprivileged schools or uh, kids or kids that are obese uh, and make them active, you know, make them, make that click in their brain, how I make mine. I said, you know what? You're better than what you think you are, you know? Uh, so I'm working with that with the Ironman Foundation. Uh, Which foundation? Ironman Foundation. Ironman Foundation, okay. But that's what I'm working uh, on my own as well. Uh, and we're trying to combine all the ideas together and like donate that money to whatever awesome, it had man. to be. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's great. I have a lot of ideas later, you know, that I really want to incorporate the kids in so many ways. Uh, I want to run from Montauk all the way to city after all this, you know, just to raise money for something else. Uh, so that's my goal, you know. Do you have sponsors for your – because it's, it's expensive. Like, you know – No sponsors. So you're paying for it all on your own. Everything. Mm -hmm. Probably – It's a big nut, man. Everything. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I mean, I guess it's the big, big fear – It's probably just... around – it's probably around two grants every race. Yeah, man. So yeah, like... because you have to pay – you know, have to pay hotel. Right. You have to pay – nutrition you had to pay transportation for the bag you had to pay like right now i'm like <laughs> i'm i'm like behind you know but again it's at the end of the day you know something's gonna happen and yeah. and, and you're just gonna go back again so for now I just want to focus in in my you know in what i really want to do and what i promised that i was gonna do and i'm gonna do it you know after that then we focus about other stuff for now yeah. i just want to you know Get keep my work line. clear yeah, no, I love that, man. I'll I mean, that, you know, a singular focus, especially for something like this, it's, it's like so important, man. You just got to kind of have your blinders yeah. on and grind. Yeah. So I just a couple of like logistical questions, I guess, that I have. So the races right now, it seems like they're they're pretty much packed in a bulk of the races already. And then you're going to have so you've done 16 already. Mm -hmm. um, and w when is the race in Puerto Rico? March 20, March 20. Okay, so March twentieth. So uh, yeah, you have a long time. Like five months from now, basically five, six months from five, six months from now. -ish. Six months, yeah. Six months, okay. But I have three races coming back and like like now, so that's gonna be probably like twenty, and then I'm gonna have like five weeks, okay. five five months. So that's a long time. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Knocking 20, 20 races in in six months is is a lot. I only that's crazy. That's gotta be some kind of record. <laughs> right, that could be a good over record right there. And you know what? Maybe there's somebody doing something the same thing that I'm doing right now and keeping it quiet. Just let me. You never know. This is gonna. But I'm gonna anymore. guarantee you something, and this is a camera. If if somebody's doing this, that's fine. Just break it, and I'm gonna clap it for you. I'm gonna wait until my son is old enough, and I'm gonna break the record with him, and he really wanna do it. Why was I gonna do it myself? I love it, man. I'm gonna break it back. That's fine. Records are made to, to break, right? That's it, man. Was, no, know. but again, the main purpose of this is just, uh, you know, joking and everything. Yeah, it's in the inside is me because I'm competitive, but uh, the most important is just like giving giving back, you know, to the community. I've been receiving so much already. You know, I've been doing so many races. I have a family. Uh, I have food on my table every day. You know, I'm good. I just want to something back that's all. i love it you're grateful man you know that's a, that's a big part of it yeah it's a big part of happiness um so 
Talk to me a little bit about like the logistics of training. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're obviously doing the races, but what's your training like between races? So I'm not keeping uh, a very low, like high volume. Uh, like do you ride your bike during the week? Sometimes I don't do anything. Just because I just want to, you know, I have so much to catch up during the week, you know, like between clients and, you know, and and masonry and moving the crew here. So it gets packed. Uh, but right now, I just basically, if I feel that I want to do a bicycle or something, I just go. Uh, I eat pretty good, you know. I keep that. Just talk to me about your nutrition a little bit. Like, do you track your calories and your macros and that stuff? I do not track anything. Because I just, it, it's, I burn so many calories, right. you know, that I just. Well, I'm saying you probably need to I just eat a lot of calories. Yeah, I just absorb a lot of, you know, like, I eat very high in carbs. Do you weigh yourself every day? No. Are you worried that you're going like, to keep dropping weight? No. 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 Because I feel great. Yeah. I will worry Have if you I dropped feel. Weight? Huh? Have you dropped weight? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Before, before this, I, I, I was you know, lean, but I have a lot of more mass right, right. now. I'm, you know, my body fat percentage is probably like five, four right now. Right. Or, I mean, or even less than that. But you lost a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, doesn't but stress, again, that doesn't stress you out, man? No. No. Nah. No, because I know that I can get the, the mass, I mean, later. The lighter, that, the lighter that I'm in the race, the better. Right, it's a marathon. That's the right, way that yeah. I have to carry, yeah. Right. But you see all the pro athletes, they're like, if I'm lean, you know, because people confuse about what is lean and what is skinny. Right. They just go in that. Yeah. You know? Skinny is when you don't have like no definition, you know, you, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have, you, you look like, like, yeah, skinny, you know, right. versus somebody that is lean. You, know, you have the, the lean that can be built up or you have the lean that is just an athlete, which is my, my, right. my body type. Uh, I don't watch too much of what I eat. Uh, I'm not a big meat eater. Um, what do you do for protein? Probably chicken. Uh, I don't use no supplements. I don't believe in no whey protein or any nothing. Stuff. Never. Never. No. I used to use it for a long time for a short periods of time, but it's not. I don't know. I like natural stuff. You know, I like to to nutrient myself in 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 a good way. You know, I'm not saying that protein shakes are bad or something. Yeah. It's good for some people. For me, it doesn't work. For me, supplements don't work, you know. They might work if I tried it, but I just don't want to go into it. I think that I can get a lot of nutrients in mm -hmm. different ways. And I will be worried about, again, you know, if I am if I feel weak, if I feel like I have no energy, but I'm waking up the next day of the race and I feel like, just freaking go again, you know. That's great. Yeah, just go. It's working. Whatever you do is working. But what do you do? Like, is there like a, you know, like before a marathon, like, you know, the sort of like, uh, the normal thing that you think about is that someone's eating a big bowl of pasta or something like the night before the marathon. So is there any of that? Like, you know, are you prepping nutrition wise? So right now I'm in the process of like, of like absorbing as much information that I get. Once that most important race is coming, which is going to be Puerto Rico, I have a lot of data and I'm going to put everything and say, you know what, this is what I've been working for me. This is didn't work. So I try, I, I try, I don't try to, to like stick with the same thing. Yeah. Something that I do in the morning of the race is I, and this is always that, that, that I never change because I know that that's exactly work for me in the morning. If I don't get that in the morning, I feel not myself. And it's a uh, Lipton soup. So basically you know, like a package. lot of electrolytes in there. 
uh, electrolytes, um, the broth of the chicken, mm -hmm. uh, the small uh, noodles mm -hmm. of the carp, which is I'm gonna be absorbing that the first like 30 miles of the bike, you know, right. then everything is gonna turn into something good for me. Right. Uh, and that always goes. And I try to add some potato there and I let it boil. Sometimes I put like a egg white inside just to have the extra protein. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's very light, you know, and and that works for me perfect. But what about like during the race? How long are these races, by the way? How long does it take you to do that? Five hours and a half Okay. around. Um, so during the race, in the past race, I haven't, I haven't nutrient myself like that well, which is sounds crazy. It's because I'm trying to, when I was training for the, for, for the Puerto Rico race, I wasn't eating before my training. I was fasting and I was feeling like a machine. Mm -hmm. But the day before I was eating very high in carb because I know that I have a very hard training. So I was fasting and then I was going to my training and I wasn't drinking so much. Uh, but during the first races, I start drinking and I was feeling that what that is no, was sitting good for me. Mm -hmm. So in the past races, I've been only hydrating myself, like probably like a bottle of 30 ounces during the whole race, which that's nothing. That's you know? not a lot at all. Yeah. But I feel good, you right. know, I feel good. For some people that works, for, for other people it doesn't work. Right. You know, I used to you, uh, uh, use the the, the, goop. the goose and the stinky. It doesn't go with me, you know? I feel mm -hmm. like the next day I'm like constipating and I don't feel good. Or during the race, I feel like I really wanna throw up. But right now I feel great. So I still gonna making changes and see what works mm -hmm. for me. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm just, I'm just putting data and just yeah. absorbing as much as I can and then make a big changes, which I suppose to start training very, very hard, uh, in the next two weeks, which all the races turn. So I'm going to be more specific there. I'm going to be like a sweating test, uh, a lot of tests in the bike, uh, hydration, just to be a little more specific toward the main race and guiding to get my optimum performance on that one what what kind of bike do you use i use a cervello right now cervello p3 so those are there's like bikes are like it's like kind of like golf like there's always like tech yeah this new club very this, tech so like with, tech. it's like which clips do you use which mm -hmm. you know like it's so much technology with bike mm -hmm. i mean it can literally it's the best sport for like guys that love gadgets and yeah. stuff you know mm -hmm. or gals that love gadgets and stuff because there's so much stuff do right you now? did you get like fitted for your bike did you go to like a like uh a, i asked somebody that did my fitting uh, the first races, <laughs> I purchased that bike and I never did a fit. I said, you know, I'm just going to do it myself and let's see how I feel. How a freaking machine is going to tell me what I'm going to do. And, and that's the kind of mentality that you think sometimes and the mistake that you made. Right, you learn. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to feed myself. I'm used to feeding yourself. And my bro-in-law, who actually did his first 70.3, and I did it with him, you know? I was there the first day that he starts swimming with me and he can even like swim like 25 meters. He stopped at least five times the first 25 meters. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I was like, you're going to do it. Just keep consistent. Just keep working. I did the first 70.3 with him. Wow. Sorry. He did his, his first, first 70.3 right. with me. Yeah. And we did it. And he was trying to go under six hours. And, uh, what's a good time? Like, what is a good time for something like that? 
Under six hours. Under six good. hours is a good mm-hmm. time. Okay. Under six hours. I really want to do 445, 430 on, on the Puerto Rico race. That's like top three. That's, yeah. Right. Which I'm going to try to reach for that. So did your brother-in-law break six hours? Yeah. So um, we got lost during the bike. I swam with him. And, um, and that's what you had to swim there slow you know, for you. I was relaxing with him. I said, yeah. you know, I'm just going to swim with him. I just want to make sure that he feel comfortable. And he told me, Kali, if you feel going, just going. I said, okay, so no, I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to stay with him because I'm not doing it by time. I'm, I just want to complete. Uh, and then we got together out of the swim and we got into the bike and you have the whole family there. So I thought that he stopped to say hi to the family during the transition. And I stopped and say hi. Next day, you know, I don't see him. I was like, this just left me. <laughs> and, so I was he was like, like, and I was just like going like, oh, and I was like, what I thought. To try to catch him. I thought that he was behind me. Sorry. Ahead of I you. didn't know if he was ahead of me or behind right. me. I said, he left. But then I was like riding around. And I was like, at the speed that I'm going, I should catch him already. You know? So I stopped a little bit. And I said, you see, something happened with him. And I wait like five minutes. And I'm like, where is this guy? If something happened. I said, you know what? He just probably left. He already and gave I, up. No, I, I, I said like, maybe he's like, oh, like uh, uh, okay, in right. front of me now. Yeah. So we start riding and... In mile 51 or something, I see my family. I said, like, where's Nick? And it's like, he's already in front of you. And I was like, what? Oh, no way. So he didn't wait for me. Oh, that's funny. Right? So I see him getting out of that transition, like probably like 800 meters ahead of me. And I pull the bike and I'm like, I'm just going to pass him. And I'm not going to say anything to him. I'm just going to beat the crap out of him. But then I feel bad. I said, you know what? I saw him like kind of like, like strong a little bit. And I pass and I was like, I got you. And he's like, oh, my God, he's so hard. I said, okay, I'm going to stay with him. And I stayed with him. And he wasn't projecting to hit six hours at the, at the pace that he was going. And I'm like, that that last mile, I just was picking on him, picking on him, and picking on him, and picking on him. And I said, you're going to grab the water, and you want to keep running. Mile 10, you're going to keep the water, and you're going to keep running. He was stopping. I said, no, no, come on, come on, let's go. Let's go under six hours, under six hours. He ended doing 5.55. I'll get out of here, man. That's crazy. But that last mile... That was two miles we pushed, and he's like, oh, my gosh, it wasn't because you. I will be hitting wow. six or more, you know. But it was like, yeah, very good. Once a trainer, always a trainer, man. <laughs> it's in your blood. I was like, come on, man. Are you freaking kidding me? That's you, awesome, I'm man. waiting for you. You're going to be like six hours. There's no way. I don't want to see six hours on that watch. So yeah, I know. And we went through, yeah. So you guys are pretty tight. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, something like that, doing something like that together. Is and like, we're tight. You know, now he want to uh, go to Puerto Rico. I have a huge crew going to the Puerto Rico race. You know, That's cool. I have a lot of people that are going to do the first triathlon there. Uh, and I'm going to wait for them on that one. Though. <laughs> nah, nah. That's my main one. Oh, so they're going to go, they're going to compete. Also. They're going to compete. Yeah. Oh, that's I awesome, have a man. few people. I, I'm, I'm planning on bringing up, telling my brother to do it as well. Uh, Is he in good shape and, and everything planning too? On, he's planning on, on, on getting into it. Yeah. yeah. He's got to start now. He's got to start training now. Uh, he'll be good. Yeah. I know that, I, you know, he's like me. He just need that that brain, like, click, and then he connect with him, and he's going to start training. I imagine, he's like, playing. swimming is probably the hardest part for, like, someone who's, like, a novice. Because I, I can't swim. I mean, I, I know how to swim, mm-hmm. but I can't even imagine my head swimming 1.2 miles, you know? So uh, I'm happy that you mentioned that because even that I'm a strong swimmer, and this is where the mentality comes, Right, the first race that I did, I had panic attack in the water. 
you know, when you have panic attack in the water, you have panic attack, you just want to like, you know, like just yeah. run away. And this is very common to people that are even good swimmers to bad swimmer. You know, this is why this sport is very, very mental. I jump in the water, the best mentality, first race, okay, first race, jump in the water, one or two stroke, I had to turn around. I wasn't able to put the water, the my face on the water. I was completely blocked, completely wow. blocked. And I'm like, what is going on? And I was trying to turn and face on the water and turning back again. And I'm like, what is this? I battled with that probably for like uh, race number 11, race number 12, doing awful times. On the swimming? On the swimming, on the swimming. swimming backstroke for a long time. Oh, really? But never stopped. So in my brain, I'm like, Carlos, you have to like, you have to go through this. You have so many people like counting on you. Like yeah. this cannot happen. You cannot stop. You cannot stop. And you're a great swimmer though. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. a lot of people, uh, they just quit in the water. I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it because it's very hard. It's extremely hard when you are in the water and you're trying to swim and your heart rate raise, you know, you have like a bunch of people passing you, touching you, like yeah. putting you in the ground, kicking you. It's hard, so you have to like pass that mentality. Say, you know what? Nothing's gonna happen. Okay, take that shit out of your brain. Like just go through it. Took me until probably until race number eleven or twelve to get that into it. Wow. Even like turning around and like swimming for like three hundred and trying to go back again. Every wow. single it it got at that point that every single time that I was going to water, I was already blocked. Wow. I'm like. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. But in, in the instant, it's like, well, you're not going to do this. You're kidding me. You did a last race. Like, just keep repeating that again. Until That's you crazy, get better. Man. Until you get better. But thinking mine as well, I wasn't, I was doing the races without wetsuit. Oh, really? Everybody was wearing wetsuit. Yeah. I never wear wetsuit because I was feeling like what's going to tighten me up and feeling like claustrophobic on it because that wetsuit goes extremely tight. Yeah. You know, when you're swimming in a very cold water, I mean, your body shocked. Automatically, yeah. so you know, you're taking why, like a cold yeah. water. So I started doing uh, cold showers therapy. Uh, the last probably five seconds all the way until building it up uh, of cold showers at the end. And that was helping me, you know, to get a, like adjusted to the uh, to the cold water. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a, a mix of the cold water plus my brain the wasn't connecting it. And the problem with that is I wasn't able to perform on the bike or perform the run because I was already like blocked on my head, you know, uh, until I get the bike, you know, I had to warm up in the bike. It was pretty cold, mm -hmm. but, but you're still breaking six hours. Even I passed. Yes. I passed that already. So in, in the race in Maine, I did 458. Wow. You swam in the water in Maine without a wetsuit? Uh, I swim on that one with a wetsuit, but it was surely. Okay. What is cold, man? But it was one of my best swims. Wow. And I'm going to tell you why. What I number went. was that? What race number was that? Number 10, I believe. 10 or 11. The water was freaking freezing. That's yeah, like 60 degrees. That even 58. It was extremely degrees. cold. I have another story. It was extremely cold. Uh, and, but that morning I woke up and it's one of these days that you say like, I freaking feeling it. I'm just feeling it. You know, I 
I put my unit in front, I said, I'm, I'm going to push myself today. I'm just going to go all, like, not all in, but I'm going to push myself and see how much I'll be able to. That's just, uh, that was the day that I break the barriers. I said, you know what? In the, in the water. Swim. Swim, enjoy. It's already like nine races. You better surpass this. And I was feeling great. Get in the water. Uh, one of the one of the group of the faster swimmers. Uh, and the bike was amazing and the run was great. So where did you finish in that race? Like I don't know by you know by uh by gender stuff like that because I, I never look at it honestly. I just check my time and just go to the race. Because I'm not focusing on this race on like of like you know, I'm like racing. Probably have like four thousand people in the race every time. Wow, that's uh, a lot of people, man. So I always under the the two hundred average people, two fifty, sometimes mm -hmm. five hundred. Uh but again, I'm not pushing it. Right. It's not it's not something but that that's I'm a doing. very good time, right? Like four under five hours is I crazy. Did, that's a crazy time, yeah. yeah. So I did four fifty eight. Uh, and I was checking my, you know, my, my heart rate average because I'm racing right now. I'm racing with a heart rate average, of like 129, 132. That's low. That's low. That's very low. Yeah. You know, comparing with a race like that, right. you're expecting a average, uh, a heart rate will be like 160, right, 170. Right. No, my, my, my average heart rate is always in between 130, 140. You know around which i know that i have a lot in the in the tank right but all that is getting better because i'm i'm doing a lot of races you know right and again we're talking about momentum you know when you have the momentum everything just just flow right now i just like i'm just racing and just cruising and i feel very good you know so where like where are have all the races been and where like uh he's been in utah uh florida um all in the U.S. I just came back from uh, Mexico. I did a race in Mexico uh, in Cozumel. That was amazing. It was great. My whole I I flew my whole family there, parents. Uh, oh, that's cool. Then we went to Tulum oh, nice. for five days. After that, uh, it was a great boundary. Like you know, like getting together with my mom, my dad, and my and my wife and my son. We have a good time. Uh, and then from there, I flew to Memphis and I did a race in Memphis. Oh, like straight. Straight after Tulum. Yeah. Wow. So it was a you know a gap of of a really good like week week and a half. Where do you swim in Memphis? Uh Memphis, we swim in some kind of like a lake that is in a farm. Okay. The water was pretty nasty. <laughs> this is about this, you know, you don't know where you're gonna swim. Right. You, know, you can swim in a lake, you can swim in an ocean, is whatever that you know the the that, that happened. I mean was probably the ocean, right? Uh I like ocean actually. Main was the ocean, right? Main was ocean, yeah. yeah. But I like to swim more in ocean. So people are like freaking out because the sharks is like nothing's gonna do, you know. I mean, to that, you know. I mean, I grew up in the ocean, so it's easier it's for me to for do you. it. I hate swimming in lakes and in rivers. I just don't like it. Yeah. The yeah. waters is too. I don't know. It's just like ocean. Plus, you don't fl like flow the same. In my case, that I'm I'm a male, you know. Females are way better than 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 the men's. In everything, carry, in everything in life, they carry <laughs> more. <laughs> they carry more uh, body fat in their hips, so that helps them to lift, float, yeah. And they able to kick more. You know, it's hard for me to kick. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fat like yeah. right here, so it's hard. Um, so yeah, it's it's again. I got kicked in 
in the Memphis race, somebody's kicking me in my ribs. And I swallow so, water. Yeah, and yeah. I swear I'm more like, oh, geez. you know, trying to like, like catch that deep breath. And I, okay, I stick my finger and take it out and done. Let's keep going. It's crazy shit, man. Yeah. Wow. So it's a fun sport, actually. <laughs> Very sounds fun. terrible. Sounds Very terrible fun. to me. <laughs> Very fun sport, you know? Um, like so it. talk to me about what happens now, man. After you break the record, which I'm very confident you're gonna do, what's next, man? Um, I don't know if I'm gonna take a break. I think I'm gonna go straight to run from Montauk to the city. Uh, the idea will be it's almost like an ultra marathon, right? The idea, yeah. well, kind yes. The idea will be run to from Montauk to uh, to Brooklyn, Brooklyn to the city, city to um. Bronx, Bronx to Queens, so I can hit that. All the boroughs. All the boroughs, yeah. Except Staten Island. Uh, probably, yeah. And and then after that, I don't know. I have a lot of stuff in my brain. Probably have like six or seven projects coming up. I love it. But man. I think that that will be the, the next more logical wise because I'm just here, you know. I don't want to just take a big trip again and trying to do something like that. I would like to do the same thing in Puerto Rico, crossing from one side to another side, which is 100 miles. Uh, I have a friend that just did a 100 miles run, uh, raising money for um, a Simer. Uh He ran from the lighthouse all the way to uh, Woodbury Okay. in two days. Uh, so he ran 50 miles uh, the first and then he ran 50 miles. Wow. So again, I'm not the only one there, yeah. you know, and and yeah. and people like that, you know, are very inspiration for you know, for everybody. So I think that I want to be inspiration for a lot of people, you know, that are able to, you know, we have legs, you know, we can we can run. Some people don't have legs, you know. We have arms. We can can do anything, you know. We're complete. So I think that the way for me to appreciate life is just using what I have, you know, and putting it out there and see what other people can do. But I have a lot of stuff. I have, <laughs> you name it. I'm sure you do, man. Well, listen, you know, I'm coming away very inspired from talking to you. And I, oh, I know that's good. all the people that are going to watch this and listen to this are going to be very inspired. I'm going to be rooting for you, man. We're all watching you now. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm going to follow it's gonna you. It's going to be fun. Where can folks follow your journey on social mm -hmm. media? Where yeah. uh, why don't you just let everybody know? Uh, yeah, they can go to my uh, Instagram. It's I am dot Carlos Omar. Uh, my Facebook is Carlos Omar, or you can go to my webpage, uh, Um uh, You're going to have there my bio. You can take a look. Uh, you have any questions, you know, just just let me know. I'm here to help, you know, just here to give back. I love it, man. I, think. I love it. Well, thanks so much for spending your Thank you so much for the opportunity. I think that this is a great, you know, great that the guy back there in the camera is doing an amazing job. Been shout That's what I reached out here and said, you know what? Hopefully I can get an interview, you know? Um, yeah. And I like camera, you know, I did, I did some movies in the past, uh, uh, you know, and I think that to, to close this, you know, you don't have to be, I don't want to say like, like an expert or something or, or be like a, like a, you have to have the desire to something, you know? You have to decide to do something and say, you know what? I can make this happen, you know? There's a lot of stuff that I would like to reach in my life, you know? But I'm not thinking of that right now. Once I'm thinking of that, I know that I'm going to be reaching it because so far I'm healthy and I think that 
my mentality just keep growing more and more and building that like self-esteem and that I got like a building like muscle like at the moment I think that every single time that I want to reach something I I go just go for it so so far I haven't get sure so but again you have to be surround good people you're in good energy that can mm -hmm. keep expiring right that's it man I mean I think that your journey is a testament to mindset and self-belief yeah. and uh you're right you know and I talk about this a lot, you know, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people, mm -hmm. like people who are pushing themselves yeah. because, you know, and I talk about this a lot, even in my book and, you know, on my platform, you know, the more potential you realize that's within you, like, you know, mm -hmm. for you, this journey of yours, once you complete your 25th Ironman or half Ironman or Ironman 70.3, you're going to be like, wow, you're going to look back on that and mm -hmm. say, wow, you know, I, I did 25 of these in a year. I and mean, that's basically like one every two weeks basically yeah and uh like shit what the hell else am i capable of doing i mean just literally your the potential is like endless man and the more you the more and, you yeah. know and like i said speak with you has inspired me man i'm like you know thank you God, thank like, you i gotta i gotta i gotta start doing some more <laughs> oh listen you can you have to do that you know uh uh and again a lot of people telling me like oh you're not you know you're like a machine or something i'm not a machine I, i'm a human being just like you yeah. just like him just like everybody else you know we are meant to be the same way you know like every single time that you wake up everybody most of the people are doing the same most of the people are just waking uh, like open their eyes so we're we are equal since the first moment that we open our eyes you know it's what you really want to do with 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 after you open your eyes you know but you want to keep dreaming and 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 like reaching or chasing your dreams or you just want to get stuck in, in the same thing no you choose yeah. i choose to be better every day oh. and i choose to be an inspiration for my family and inspiration for my wife and inspiration for myself because i can inspire myself i can just keep inspiring people so i mean, just I like i think that's why you're so good i mean just your track record of like bringing teams to the national championships and you know all of that stuff that you were talking about bringing 10 year old girls who are competing against 12 year old girls to the nationals elevating the people mm -hmm. around you you know it starts with you i mean it's it's, it's that that mindset is contagious man it's and, very you know, important it's, uh, you're obviously inspiring a lot of people, everything man. start from you everything start that's from it. yourself well thank you, you so have much to be man. clear thank you so much appreciate yeah. it let's get everyone follow carlos all right yes he's, sir uh, he's gonna kick some ass this year and we're gonna, yes, we're gonna that's be right. there to watch it all man thanks for spending your afternoon with us man. thank you appreciate it thank you for listening to the dr mudgill podcast the corresponding video can be found on youtube igtv and facebook let's get it